Hey, Matt. Hi, Mark. <laughs> What's going on? Not much. Just enjoying the, the final days of summer before the winter sets in. Seriously. Yeah, this is this is not normal weather. Yeah, I'll take it though. Yeah. Yeah, no complaints. I've I've been going for extra long walks with the do- with the dog. Oh the yeah. Full advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And I swear I got more of a tan now in October <laughs> than I did in <laughs> July or August. <laughs> Yeah, the sun definitely feels more intense. Yeah, but it seems like this summer it was raining every day. Yeah, August was, wasn't was fair. I want my money back on August. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so what have you been up to? What's new? So yeah, this weekend, um, uh, my wife has gone on a road trip with some mm-hmm. girlfriends. So I was like, I, you know, I was, I was alone, just in charge of the dog. And, and I was like, but wait a second, this is like a perfect opportunity to do a hackathon, right? Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I'm not going to watch any Netflix. I'm going to, I mean, besides the responsibilities of the dog and the kids, um, I was like, I'm going to do a, do a hackathon. This is it. So, so yeah, the, the I had three days, three days to do it. Um, the first day, I just spent the whole day just planning and th- strategizing and thinking and and it started off as one idea then it started off as two ideas and then three <laughs> but they were all building on on top of one another and i felt like i was doing progress um and then yeah then it just all went to hell <laughs> damn it i i mean uh, on the second day um like like i said it was beautiful weather right so uh, when i was going taking the dog out, I would like go out for an hour and a half or two hours. Uh, and then I went to judo uh, and I really, like it was an intense class, so I was useless for the rest of the day. <laughs> so then I was like, oh man, it's like I got these two goals and they're not compatible. Like, you know, this one goal was like, is competing in judo. And so it means training hard. And right now it also means I'm trying to bulk up. So I'm eating a lot, but that means that I'm exhausted or I'm getting these sugar crashes from eating too much. Uh, and then I can't do any deep work. So it's like, damn, these two, these two goals are just not compatible. Yeah. Yeah. When do you typically train? Like, is it a, usually the same time every day? Um, yes, usually during the day. So it's okay. like, and, but this weekend, I usually don't go to the weekend one. So this was again, because my wife wasn't there. I was like, oh yeah. Some opportunity to go because that one's more like in the afternoon, so it kind of kind of cuts the day in half and makes it. It's not, it's not convenient to go to when when my wife is home and we want to do other stuff. Mm, yeah, that sounds hard. Yeah, so like in hindsight, you know, I should have not gone to judo. Like it's like I, you know, it's like I wanted both. I wanted to do both, but I should have known they weren't compatible. Like I'm useless afterwards. Right. <laughs> Especially since I ate a lot afterwards to like, you know, you got that win- that post-workout window where, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so then I was like brain fog and I couldn't concentrate and I got nothing done. Yeah. And, and then after that, you know, it was day three. So like on day three, it's like, well, it's not much of a hackathon anymore. <laughs> and I started getting paralysis by analysis. Like I, I done so much thinking about these projects and I'm trying to scope them and yeah, like I, 
it was it was just a big failure in the end. I feel like mm. like such imposter syndrome. Like mm. I don't, and I feel I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I'm trying to like besides what I just explained, you know, the incompatible two goals. Like like why why am I incapable of like shipping something new? Like and is it is it fear of like not succeeding? Like mm. right? Like power importer is the last thing I built and it was super successful. Like, so is it feared that the next thing will not be? Hmm. Um, is it, yeah, I mean, I feel like I do way more thinking now than when I built power importer. <laughs> it was like, it was very fast and quick pivoting. It was like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to build this talk to people. All right, no, let's build that instead. <laughs> and now it's like, I'm spending all this time in my head and, trying to minimize scope and like, and think like scientifically, how am I going to test this and how am I going to, and in the end I end up doing nothing. <laughs> hmm. Is this a common theme with other projects or is it really just this one? Well, I've, I mean, I've tried to, to do other things while operating power importer and yeah, I've had, I haven't had much luck, like just in executing, like I just haven't, it was a bit the same thing, like with Memberow. It was all right. I'm getting I'm getting people that are signing up to the waiting list. Uh, I did try to reach out to people, but it was a summer, so no one was available to chat. And then I said, "Oh, I'll just put it on hold." But uh, but yeah, I feel it's a bit the same thing. Like I was like I had paralysis by analysis, like just overthinking it, not wanting to like to do the same mistakes of like building something and then not having a market for it. Mm -hmm. would you say that how would you self-rate your shipping muscle currently like something that i'm realizing now is that because i'm shipping so many proof of concepts i feel like i've got this like technical momentum right now where i'm i'm feeling really good about just throwing something together and getting it out there um i don't know do you feel like maybe that I'm trying to tease apart that feeling that you're saying you might you you may be having about like, am I fearful of putting this into the market and having it fail, um, and trying to come up with ideas or explanations for why shipping is hard or other yeah other explanations for why shipping may be hard. Like, is your shipping muscle a little bit weak right now? Oh yeah, it's totally atrophied. Like, mm. like yeah, I I don't seem to be able to ship anything. Mm -hmm. Because it might be interesting to tease that apart a little bit, like maybe just do some coding for yourself and open source something, or I, I don't know, I'm just trying to think like share a script on Twitter, or I, I don't know, something to test the water a little bit outside of, I'm going to take something and make money from it versus I'm right. just going to create something and put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I, I did make a little progress in to do that. Like, um, like I had mentioned at one point, I had made this this uh, Chrome extension for Twitter. Yeah. Right. And it was like, oh, I should just put it on GitHub. Yeah. But then it was like shaving the yak. Well, if I'm going to put it on GitHub, like I should probably update my personal website so then I can <laughs> I, I can link to it, right? <laughs> and then, yeah. oh, now I need to figure out how where I'm going to host this personal website. And <laughs> right. Um, but I did, that's one thing I did this weekend is I did update the, the personal website. Okay, great. So like now I have a static site generator that I like for it. And mm -hmm. 
and I should be able to to blog about anything that I publish. Okay. So it's like it was like one small good step in the right direction. Yeah, that that sounds like a great first step. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but otherwise, like building another SaaS, I I'm starting to wonder if I'm too comfortable, and that that's why mm. I got no momentum. Like sure. Like if I think of Power Importer, like it was in the middle of the lockdown, like my whole life was put on hold, right? There was no judo, no poker, no volleyball. Uh, everyone in the house was miserable. Like it was like, it was, it was the worst time in my life. So I just buried myself in code. I said, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to build something and I had nothing else to do. So, and thinking back in my life, I think all the big the big decisions that I made were always in situations like that where mm. I'd, you know, I'd reached maximum like pain and I had to do something about it. Yeah. Your back's against the wall. Exactly. Mm. So how do I create this artificial <laughs> situation? I mean, depending on how seriously you take your goals, that could be a back against the wall situation. And what, one of the things I'm realizing for myself recently is um, I've been throughout the last probably two years, every time I have a goal or every time I take my goals very seriously and I'm reviewing them every day, every week, and I'm putting a lot, devoting a lot of mental and physical energy to maintaining them, uh, I, I find I just win and I get all this momentum. And then if I fall off of the goals, then I lose all my momentum. So I'm just like white knuckling my goals right now. And I'm wondering like, you know, that part part of what I'm feeling is I don't want to go back and get another job. And like, I'm just filled with so much fire that I feel this intensity of like the clock ticking. And I'm like, no, I have to go faster. I have to work more. So like, depending on how seriously you take your goals, could you put your back against the wall in that regard? Or do you think you need a more like physical threat? Well, well, I mean, that's it. You have a threat, right? Like the threat is having to go get a job. Hmm. So, yeah. so what's what's my threat? Because mm. I have goals, but you know, there's just there's I don't know, there's just no mm. consequences of not achieving them. Yeah, I see your point. Mm. And I think back, like I said, my whole life it seems like it's when pain was at a maximum where you know I would okay, that's it, that's enough. Like, mm. This is not working. I need to change something. Right. Okay, so let's let's take that idea and and just put it. Not to the side, but let's let's put it on the list because I think that that's valid. Are there an, is there another way that you could create intensity or desire? What yeah? What, what are some things that are hooked to a desired outcome or or getting somewhere? There's intensity, there's desire, there's danger. There could be fear aversion or loss aversion. I'm just trying to think like what other mechanisms are involved in that situation that you might be able to take advantage of. I will let a tiger loose and, <laughs> and every day gets a little closer. And if you haven't shipped something in two months, then he eats you. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I, cause I always laugh at those artificial, like, like gimmicks to motivate that people mm-hmm. use to motivate themselves. Right. Like a, what was that service where he will donate money to to like yeah. your anti charity? Yeah, and there was stick.com. That was a that was one for a while. I know Tim Ferriss talked about that one. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm there. Oh, that's silly. I don't need that. <laughs> or do you? Maybe I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's weird to say. Like, I just don't have any... I don't have a drive. Like, mm. Except for, like, competing in judo. Mm. But but judo is is different because it's it's not some like imaginary goal that's in the future mm-hmm. it's like every week i can i can measure progress and i can and every week itself has that element of like that element of fear like mm-hmm. or literally feeling like your back is against the wall <laughs> like you know when you stand on when you get on the mat like there's a part of your brain that thinks your life's in danger like yes so it's like that yeah that that's motivating and then you then you do it during training then you do it at the local competitions and eventually the regional competitions and then the nationals like it's uh it's always you're always in that in that mode you're being challenged you have to overcome fear you have to adapt like you you know you make a fight plan but that plan goes out the window the second you get punched in the face, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively, I, there's no punching in judo. But <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So yeah, maybe like you say, it's it's to get that shipping habit, just ship easy stuff. Yeah, like I, at least for me, the there is the shipping muscle, and that's a component to the larger thing of how do I if my goal is to ship something big then I need to get used to shipping small things every day. And if you can't find the motivation to do that or or there's something getting in the way, then maybe the problem becomes clearer of like, oh, so maybe you're burnt out. Maybe the answer is you're burnt out or your chair's uncomfortable. I, I don't know. But like you can you it feels like you can kind of work backwards from, all right, if I can how can I ship something small every day just for me? And I'll open source it and blog about it, but like it's just for me. And then yeah kind of dissect from there like what's getting in the way yeah i can i can see that or here's a question like what Hmm. what motivates other hindi hackers that are that seem to be shipping like a lot Hmm. like what what drives peter levels right is it is it money is it power is it fame like because i don't seem to have any of those drives (laughs) like i'm Hmm. i'm happy with the money i have i don't i do not want power at all. Like I hate power. I hate people <laughs> having power over me and I do have no interest in having power over others. Hmm. That's a good question. Right. Cause I has to, the... that, there has to be something right. Like, mm-hmm. like he has no reason. Like it, it can't be the money. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. No, actually it could be the money. Like, it, you know, money becomes this, this false idol that you just like, mm-hmm. you never satisfied. You need more of it. It's like you're, so it could be, but there has to be something that drives them to, to ship every day. To... Yeah. I, I don't follow Peter levels. Uh, I don't love his like Twitter, his personality on Twitter, but I do respect his like level of creativity. Like to me, he's an artist. So the act of creative creativity is the interesting part for him. But even then it's like, well, I don't know, why not just ship way more stuff? And do you care about the outcome? Like when it comes to creativity, do you care that people want what you've built or do you care more about the building? Because he clearly cares about 
satisfying people's needs. Like he clearly has a, a creativity, a builder's mind, and he's interested in technology, like with the photo AI stuff he's been doing. Very clearly, he's interested in trying this new stuff. And he's very good at like finding opportunities for things. So I don't know. Like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I look at his music background and I see him as a, this creative soul that's almost like a sculptor. And it's like, I just want to keep sculpting. And maybe part of sculpting is having people look at your sculptures and say, wow, I really like that sculpture. And, and, and being able to dwell in that feeling yeah. of, of people recognizing your achievements, recognizing what you built. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I would say that's chasing fame. Like you're chasing, hmm. you're chasing fame. Like you, and maybe that is what he's chasing because yeah. Why else would he be doing it on Twitter? Like, hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah. Like if there was no Twitter, would he still be shipping this much or would he just spend his money? Hmm. Doesn't, I don't, I don't think he's, <coughs> he's chasing power. He doesn't seem to be at all political or trying to influence politics. Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can find it, but uh, a therapist a long time ago gave me a really interesting document that was a list of values. There was like maybe like a hundred values on there. And it was an example of some values we can have, but it's really interesting to go through some of them and reflect to yourself what values are important to me and what are not important to me. Because at least for me, one of the values that shocked me was that I really, um, I really enjoy cultivating beauty and like, not necessarily like, Oh, like my, how beautiful is my face, but more like, I like to be around beautiful things. Like I love to cult. I like to grow plants. I like to grow flowers because like I find flowers to be beautiful and they create a beautiful surrounding. And I like spaces to be well-designed and well thought out and, I wonder, like, if I were to look at, like, maybe I wonder if his, if, if to him, a beautiful product is one that he both creates but receives accolades for. Like, there's beauty in that. And I, I wonder if that's, like, a part, one of his values. He doesn't seem to care about the quality of his code. Mm -hmm. He cares. <laughs> he's, he is about the destination. 100%. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's, he's like, I'm, yeah, I, don't care that my CSS is ugly, that my HTML is ugly, that, mm. that everything's in one PHP file. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause I, and cause we know, you know, we're engineers, right? We, we know engineers that are like obsessed about the quality of the code. Like mm. it has to be done right or not at all. Right. And that is not a trait I would give him. I'm trying to think about other builders and that maybe I know better. Well, like, I don't know. What about Rob Walling? Like, he is fuck you money. He could have stopped this a long right. time ago. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point. Is he chasing money or fame? I don't remember where I heard this, but I heard it fairly recently. Someone said the dream of, you know, being financially independent, for example, is not to be problem free, but to solve the problems that you want to solve. And there's a lot of joy in tackling the the, the problems that you find interesting. And I wonder if, I wonder if there's something to him or something to Rob that's like, I want to make it easier for the people who come after me. Like I had to, it was super hard for me. I had none of the information was out there. It was really difficult. And I just want to make it easier for the next crew to, to get there. Right. And there's probably like, you know, you would have more to say about this than I do, but 
you gotta be I'd like there's gotta be some kind of high of building something that people are really grateful for like did anyone ever come to you and say oh power importer is so great it re- it's it really solved this problem for me yeah like yeah no definitely that that is a great feeling when it happens and like it wouldn't surprise me if Peter Levels, for example, was chasing that high. Like, I just want to keep chasing that high over and over. And same with Rob. Like, how good does it feel when he's, like, slogging away at his podcast and everything else and he's had a shit day and his family's yelling at him? But, like, he gets an email and it's like, hey, I sold my company and I learned how to do it from you. Or I did all these things. I just wanted to say thank you. He's probably like, fuck, yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this is the greatest day. Yeah. It makes it all worth it for him. So, you. You're saying I should identify what, what that thing is? I think it's a really useful – going through that values exercise. If I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. Um, but going through that exercise for me was really eye-opening of just what takes me towards me and what takes me away from me. And it's really – like, you know, it's not like, oh, I I like beauty, therefore I should do this. It's more like, oh, no, it's it's interesting. That's how I feel about – the concept of beauty overall and maybe that'll help i don't know point your compass or enrich your map a little bit for how you how you navigate the world yeah i mean i've i've done those those uh, value questionnaires okay and i i have an idea of what mine are mm-hmm. so like especially the ones related to indie hacking it's it's really about curiosity and creativity for me totally like, yeah so but i you know i'm just as content like just writing scripts and automating stuff in my personal life and, mm-hmm. and not sharing it with the world. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, how do I find that extra push to make mm-hmm. me want to share it with the world? Well, I mean, if somebody, if somebody, if I put something out there and someone said to me, Oh, thanks so much for your script, but it's not working for me because I do this. And it's not like, why no work on my local machine or whatever, like not some, <laughs> not some like bullshit. But they're like, oh, no, I there's a different part to my process. I do this. I would be very intrigued to say, oh, maybe I can work around. Oh, it's a test case I missed. Like, let me see if I can add that, depending on how I feel about the work. Um, because if you care, then you care. And if you don't, then you don't. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, how would you feel? Like, let's say yeah, you open source something and you got to, oh, someone opened an issue or even put in a PR and said, this doesn't work for me for these reasons. And I, I want to do this. How do you, what do you think? Like how would that feel? Yeah, no, you're right. That that would that would intrigue me. Like that would be why. What what are you trying to build? Like what are you doing? Like <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, that's the part that I loved the most about starting Power Importer was getting that feedback and quickly pivoting and adjusting the product and getting more feedback and mm. and yeah, and I still love getting positive feedback from customers today. Like it's great when that problem you were trying to solve like actually does solve <laughs> like yeah, that solution actually solves that problem like mm. they say this is exactly where I needed thanks yeah I mean yeah maybe that, that's that's it uh, you're on the right track I just need to <laughs> think about think about those things more and find motivation there yeah because I agree you're a very curious person and maybe you just need to find the next thing that piques your curiosity in a real way Right. That's not easy. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's not easy, people. I'm sorry I doubted you. <laughs>
about you? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, what I've been up to. Um, so uh, very quickly, personal life update. Uh, I made it back to the gym, which is amazing because I was on a wait list for a, for a gym nearby. So I'm so happy. I've been sleeping terribly. And since I started moving my body again, I'm sleeping like a baby. I love it so much. Nice. Um, very small but funny story uh, about that is... The gym nearby me is a it's a CrossFit gym. I've done that for a number of years, so went back to it. And uh, I had a call for some reason. You can't just work out this out this gym; they won't let you. You <laughs> you have to integrate into the gym, and <laughs> it's it, it almost sounds like a cult from the outside. Um, but you you find I finally got a chance to integrate into the gym. And it's a bunch of personal sessions. They assess your level. They show you techniques. And then they bring you in. So you can join the group classes. And you have to, it starts with an interview or at least uh, an explanation of the system. And I got an invite from someone telling me that uh, they were going to talk to me or uh, they, you know, they were going to introduce me to the gym. And it was from a, a person named Carolyn Lamprey. And I said, I know that name. I, I know who that is. And I Googled her. And I was 100% right. She is the coach of the guy who won the CrossFit Games last year. Oh. So it turns out the guy who won the games, this is his gym. And I see him every day. <laughs> I just go into the gym. I'm like, oh, there, yeah, there's Jeff Adler. He's just training, <laughs> just, just working hard. And it's his gym. So he like, like electricians come in and they're like putting stuff up and he's talking to them and then goes back to training. Just training. <laughs> training all day um so i guess that's it's kind of interesting because you know just like we were talking about peter levels when you're when you're into niche stuff your world is not that big so the famous people are like he's just right there so right. yeah so i thought that was pretty funny yeah so other than that uh i've been hacking away on my blog so making progress on uh my render blog dash dash hard.com so my my goal was i want to do two posts a week uh and I had an idea for a free product that I'm almost finished on. So I've uh, been doing two posts per week, and that's been that's been good. I've been sticking to that, and I've been sharing the posts, which is great. Um, I've put together some a free product. So where we are right now is with Render, there's a free tier. And the way it works is uh, you deploy into the free tier, and if your instance doesn't receive traffic for 15 minutes... Render will spin it down and put your service to sleep. And then when you receive a network call, it will not, it doesn't spin your service back up. It will redeploy your service. So if there's a build operation, it will build, it'll boot the container. Whoa. Yeah. So even for very, very lightweight services, it can take a minute to have your service come back up yeah that is a cold start (laughs) oh yeah that's the coldest of cold starts (laughs) i start (laughs) so um a lot of people talk about this they say because i mean the internet is full of people who are like how i can has free hosting and like they're trying to just like (laughs) scrape the bottom of the barrel so i was thinking like oh you know an interesting free product could be a cron job that just pings people services so you give me your endpoint and I'll keep your service alive. And like these instances are very weak and small. Like you get like a less than a quarter of a CPU. You get like a tenth of a right. CPU and like not much RAM. So I started working on this 
uh, on this free tier, on this free tier keep alive, I've been calling it, and I'm almost done. And it was fun because I got to design it and everything like that. And I was telling my wife about it. And she was like, is that ethical? <laughs> <laughs> like, if they spin it down after 15 minutes, like, doesn't that mean they, like, you shouldn't keep it up? <laughs> like, you should probably just let it spin down. So then I, I started to sweat a little bit and thought like, oh, you know, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to ask you, from an ethics perspective, <laughs> am I, is this just like super black hat stuff? Or I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, do you think it's bad that I keep people's free tears alive? Oh, my. I don't know if you want to ask me ethics questions. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Super ethical. I mean, big picture. Do you really think your f- free service is going to make a dent on their, on their expenses? Like, how many people are going to use your service to before it becomes a problem? Before they notice, whoa, shit, this IP address here is is. <laughs> keeps pinging us and keeping everything up and shutting you down right yeah i i don't know i don't think much but part of the problem part of the larger issue here is that there's so many there's a lot of cheap people out there that just don't want to pay for hosting they're jumping from free tier they're deleting their accounts they're creating new ones they're creating (laughs) new emails like they're just trying to not pay for hosting and part of me thinks like you know, th- this rolls into another question I have for you, but like, I'm, am I really helping these people? What am I really helping with? I, I don't know. It. I, I agree. Like, I don't think it's going to kill Render. That said, the people who are going to use this are the people who never are going to never pay for hosting anyway. Right. So, or are going to do everything in their power to not pay. And they will also never give you a cent. <laughs> very likely that I hadn't, th- I hadn't thought about that but yeah very likely mm. but i mean yeah when it comes to ethics yeah i don't know if i'm the best person <laughs> <laughs> i mean i like to i like to measure the damage it's like i'm sure. not really causing that much damage mm-hmm. right let's say let's say i downloaded a movie <laughs> i would never do that right but no, let's say no, no, no. i did like what's the damage right like mm-hmm. i didn't steal something like like they still have the movie mm-hmm. i just copied a bunch of ones and zeros so yeah when it comes to ethics um but that's the way i would look at it is like what is the damage really that i'm causing like right so I don't know. Is this going to increase your costs by 1%, 10%? Yeah, I mean, like 50%, no. 50%, right? I mean, at what point, when it starts to hurt them, they're going to they're gonna shut you down. Right. Right. But it's, it's a free service. So it's like, whatever. For you, it was an exercise in shipping something and driving traffic to something. Exactly. And because this is where I'm at, right? Like, there's a lot of people out there. So I recently re- learned about this service called cron-job.com that is exactly what I'm doing except with a cron job on it Um, and with mine it's literally like all you do is paste your URL in there and hit go and I send like a test request and if it works then I just keep calling that URL every 10 minutes to keep it alive Um, 
And you, there are other services you could use. In fact, there are people who uh, I saw one example of a guy who deployed a node application that makes calls to itself. So it <laughs> it just calls the the URL externally, and for whatever reason, his his requests leave the render uh, sub network or whatever, and it circumvents the. Uh, the health check that is done because the they 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 have a health check to determine that your service is up, but that doesn't keep your service alive. So right. they're able to see like okay that doesn't interfere, but apparently the way they make this call, it will trigger the thing that keeps trigger the the trap that keeps the service alive. So he just like at cron in his in his node script has a little thing that keeps the service alive. So the his own service keeps the service alive, which is very funny. <laughs> Um, so people are already doing this. If you really want to do this, like you yeah, can do exactly. it. Exactly. You don't need me. So exactly. I don't think, I don't. I don't think the damage is that bad. Like, mm. and you know, this is not. This is not a forever thing. This is for you. It's really an exercise of like shipping something and driving mm. traffic to it. Exactly. So even if you shut it down in two months, or they shut you down because you you actually are growing too big for them. Mm-hmm. it's like other way it's like yeah dust in the wind baby yeah <laughs> that that's kind of what i was thinking i mean it would be great if if i could convince people to pay for a service that they get value from <laughs> but i'm not going to be able to do that so roll on <laughs> yeah i mean but as long as you're being honest with yourself that that's all you're doing right because mm-hmm. if it's to to build a list of potential customers and yeah, I think those are those are not the customers you're looking for. Yeah, agree, agree. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, because that I would love to pop this little thing up, make it really easy to keep your free tier alive, and then yeah, drive more traffic to it. Use it as a as a link for things. Because a lot of my a lot of the blog posts that I've come up with so far, some of them are longer, some are short, but um, there's always caveats in all of the blog posts. So this will work on the paid tier but not on the free or you have to be careful of your free tier for these reasons so it's kind of useful to have a pipeline of my blog posts pointing back to my free tool to just say oh well you could do free things and here's a here's a here's a circumvention of the of the free tier or you know something to augment the free tier okay so so overall how is the how's the experiment going like the blogging twice a week and Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so it's going okay. It is really useful to have a real focus in the week. You have to ship two of these things. And it's not just, well, like write some words and then hit publish. It's, okay, what's happening on the internet right now? How can I write something relevant about what's happening right now? And then share it in the different circles where people are talking about this. Um, because I can't just write the things that I think are interesting. I have to write what the internet wants. And I've had, I've had luck. Like I, I'm getting, I'm getting traffic, but not a lot of traffic. But that's okay. This is a, this is a niche subject. So it's not like I'm getting thousands of visitors. Um, in fact, like I'm really only checking my Google Analytics like once a week, just to yeah. see like you know, am I getting traffic at all? And I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> so okay, I'm trying not to overthink this because in my mind I've got a bunch of 
that, that voice in my head is saying like, oh, this is too small. Don't do this. Like just switch. Do, like this isn't a good audience. Like move on. But I keep thinking to myself like, no, just, just keep writing. Just fuck it. Just keep writing. But I did want to ask you. So my goal, the goal of this experiment is to write more and then put out a free product and see if I can drive traffic to it. But I'm, a, I'm having a little bit of trouble with how to set an appropriate goal for how much traffic I want to get. Like what would make this a success if I can get 10 signups for this free product, if I can get 100? Um, because I, could, I guess I could calibrate. I guess I'm starting to answer my own question now that I've said it out loud. But if I could say, all right, well, I, if I keep blogging and keep sharing it, then I could calibrate based on how much traffic I get how many people would sign up for a free tool like this? I mean, right now my traffic is very low, but if I got like 10 signups for it in a month, that would be really cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause now I have this like very ingrained habit. Like I've built a great habit for how to find and do discovery of like, I, uh, Sifton, I think you brought it up on the podcast before is a fantastic tool I've got tons of filters and I've got a really great feed of things coming in every few hours of things I can click on, people I can help, um, things I can say in general, and things I can write about. I've already got an, I've got tons of ideas for tools to make things easier, that sort of thing. Diagnosis tools that I know would be really helpful. Uh, I've made recommendations to render to fix some of the things in their product. Like I spend so much time. Uh, I basically do this full time. Okay. Um, I devote most of a 90 plus percent of my energy to, to doing this. Um, but now I've, I'm establishing, you know, worldviews of people. I, I have a clearer idea or I'm, I'm gaining a better pattern of when I see someone posting on Reddit or on Stack Overflow and they're asking a question, why are they asking this question? What's motivating them to, to not just give up or to move to the next thing? Um, so it, that's been a really useful exercise and I'm getting better at I don't know if I'm getting better at writing, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting, it's becoming more habitual, which is okay. good. But I, yeah, my, my question for you is how do you set goals for something that's small? Like I, I it would be, I guess it would be easier if I was like, oh, I want to be, I want to service Java programmers because there's a jillion of us out there. But with this, it's like, yes, it's a small product. It's growing, but it's small and there's not a lot of traffic. So how are you going to get, you, you, it's not like I'm going to create traffic. I'm, I oh, yeah. have to harness what's there. Um, yeah. So how do you set goals for something that's small or yeah, I don't know if that's even the right question, but let's start with that. Well, you, usually the, the small thing is, is like a s stepping stone to the bigger thing, which mm. is a stepping stone to the even bigger thing. Mm. So like, what is, what is the end of this, this journey? What does it look like? Like, uh, I don't really have an ending in mind. I really just kind of thought that I, I know enough about this topic that I could help people with it. And I, my, I guess my goal for the exercise was make something free and drive traffic to it. Okay. And then like, that's the end of the experiment. I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool if I had more ideas for things that people want. Um, right now, most of the questions I have or that I see are a lot of it are newbies that are saying like, I'm trying to deploy this thing and it's failing, but it works on local hosts. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> and it's like, yes, I know it's, it works on my machine too. <laughs> but yeah, my, yeah, my goal is just to build something free and drive traffic to it. I, I don't know what the next step is or even if there is one. Okay. I have yeah, no expectations. That, that's hard. 
like because there is no there is no end goal in sight like the way you defined it mm. like to to write stuff and drive traffic to it mm. like you could do that forever mm-hmm. like is it is is the goal to do it forever and until until you you identify a a problem that people are willing to pay to solve mm. i hope so <laughs> <laughs> no I, i mean if i had to be honest of the conversations that i see in the world because i uh, i will say so i'm following the 30 by 500 playbook and there are not that many watering holes for render people ask questions about render but they ask it kind of all over the place there's question there they have their own forums there are questions that pop up on reddit on a bunch of different subreddits stack overflow but really that's kind of it there's really only two let's call it you know i don't want to call all of reddit one watering hole but you know there's it's really like questions on our devops or our node and it's always like where can i find free hosting <laughs> so part of when i look at this i think like yeah it's not a very big space like even though i know a lot about this and i can help a lot of people there's not a lot of space here uh, or there's not a lot of discussion happening so but i i guess my problem is i have no i was thinking about this the other day uh, i heard someone say the word intuition i don't i have no intuition for anything that like my my track record is terrible <laughs> so i i don't have an intuition for what works what doesn't i don't know if i'm if i'm one more day from finding a honey pot i don't i don't know anything all i know is that i i'm right now i'm afraid that i'm making a mistake or not doing the right thing uh but i'm countering that fear with just shipping more just fucking ship more and yeah don't worry about that feeling okay i mean to be honest no one knows no, yeah <laughs> no one is good at at predicting the future hmm. like yeah you might have more experience so maybe you're a little more accurate than someone else but hmm. we're all just guessing but uh, i mean that's why i like to to set what the end looks like like mm. all right like if i was doing this it's like all right mm-hmm. i'm doing this to to build my shipping muscle mm. and to to learn some marketing skills i want mm. to learn how to drive traffic to something right. and i'd say well probably doing this for two months is probably enough to to get 80% of that like mm. right so i'm going to do it for two months and i'm hoping in two months i've identified some new products like some 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 product ideas and then i'll i'll work on one of those and if not well i'm starting a new challenge where i'm going to use this these new skills of shipping and and doing marketing mm-hmm. okay like cuz otherwise like you know, you you could go on forever right? right and if you really want to do some risk management right if you have one year of runway hmm. you got to decide like how long what's the maximum length of your experiments mm-hmm. like in one year you can only do 12 one month experiments yeah. or six two months experiences mm-hmm. yeah i i guess the i i am trying to think about this in terms of a bet but i think that the feeling that i i mean just going back to the fact that i don't feel like i don't have an intuition that I don't know how long to continue with something like this for except that I guess I'm starting to develop a bit of an intuition by realizing that 
For someone who is spending as much time as I am to find people talking about this subject on the internet, I'm really not finding that much. Okay. And like, sure, they're like, you know, how many times do I get pinged per day from Sifton or from other things? Like, you know, a, a number. Um, a lot of it is kind of low value stuff. How do I, de- like, it won't deploy help or why right. no work or whatever. But it, that that's eating at me. Yeah. That like, yeah, I'm not getting somewhere. But I don't know if the answer there is patience or if it's, okay, you know, parlay this into something else. Yeah, it might it might just be that yeah, this market is just too small. Like, yeah, you've reached a maximum of traffic you can drive to, mm. and like you said, it it doesn't seem to be this congruent community of like people who want to people who are building stuff on render. Like, mm. like there seems to be a segment of people who are looking for free hosting, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone recommends render, and. And then, yeah, people, newbies that are trying to deploy to render and they they can't get it to work. Mm. I think there's, there's a few segments like that, but it doesn't seem to be like, like, like Webflow. You know, Webflow is like, there's like this, this forum and, and everyone is just, they're all just designers or developers building websites mm. and they're sharing tips and tricks and, or asking for help and, so let's let's talk about that more. Like when you were, do you still hang out in the Webflow community? Are you still listening to things like that? Yeah. What are what are you seeing? Like, are you? I I uh, I I'm trying to do an apples to apples comparison from what I from the experience I'm currently having to what you have now or when you were getting started with Power Importer, and I don't have the right question to ask <laughs> <laughs> to, to help me make that comparison. Well, I think the difference is that. Um, Webflow is that fungible. Like they can't replace it with something else. Hmm. Like they, so they're not there. Like I'm trying to build a website that has a, a carousel. Like and and then people say, oh, we'll use this Bootstrap plugin. Or like it's like no, no. Like people are there. They've already decided they're using Webflow. Like it's like how do I do a carousel in Webflow? Hmm. As for render, it sounds like. Historically, it sounds like Heroku pulled the plug on their free tiers and then everyone scattered and, whoa, where can I host my free stuff? Mm. And then Render said, hey, we have a free tier. And then that's like that that segment moved over to Render. Mm. But it sounds like if another one came out and offered free tier, like people would just jump ship. Mm. Well, maybe. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, Render gets new customers every day that that aren't just into the free tier. Same with yeah. uh, same with Heroku, other other uh, platforms of service. But I feel like they're they're interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, the switching cost is pretty low. Yeah, like oh, like I I don't like what Heroku did. I just switched to Render. Oh, I don't like what Render did. I'm gonna switch back to Heroku. Like, um, you can't you can't do that with Webflow. You can't say, oh, I hate what they did this new thing they add to the designer, I'm going to switch to WordPress. Like <laughs> it's not at all the same thing. It's right. like in, for, for us, it, for DevOps, it's so easy. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to get pushed somewhere else. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be transparent. Yeah. But you've built it in web. It'd be the equivalent of just changing your language. Like I, I built it in node. Uh, I, 
I hate it. I'm going to build it in Rails instead. Hmm. It's like, it's, it's, that's a big job. <laughs> yeah. You have to rewrite everything. Like, hmm. So yeah, so the Webflow forums are the people that are using Webflow. They're not looking for an alternative. They're, they're trying to, they're trying to build something with Webflow. Hmm. And then there's, you know, there's people there uh, sharing tips, like doing the f 30 by 500, right? They're mm -hmm. sharing tips and tricks and eventually offering a service or a product. Mm. Okay. But I mean, it sounds like the skills you, you've developed, right? Like monitoring to come up with ideas and then mm -hmm. shipping. So like writing articles and publishing and then, and then going to watering holes and driving traffic to that hmm. like how much more do you need to learn about those three things like like if we do the 80 20 like principle like hmm. do you do you know 80 percent of it like hmm. i guess the the test for myself is if that were the case then that would mean that you could figure out something valuable you could create it and you could give it to that audience and they would it would resonate with them i think that's the okay at least to me, that's the that's inches it of like yes you, that's the that's the tournament at the end of the season. Okay. And I guess like when I think about this render keep alive, it's like yeah, I've spent enough time in these in these forums and everything to realize like yeah people fucking want this actually, uh, and even if they even if it's because they don't pay for anything and they're cheap bastards, <laughs> then that's okay. You still learned something. And you were able yeah. to deliver it and people used it and it created value. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think you should ship it. Like it's it's definitely part of this experiment. Like hmm. I just I just wonder if if the market is small or it's very seg like segregated, like maybe this is the maximum amount of traffic you can drive to something. It, 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 and I yeah, I think this is what I've been a, getting at. Yeah, yeah, and that's not a testament of your skill. It's mm -hmm. it's just the size yep. of the market or the watering holes. Yep. So maybe you've learned everything you need to learn about, you know, monitoring, coming up with ideas, producing content and driving traffic. Hmm. And now you need to try it somewhere else. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very possibly. Hmm. Or do, do you have any other ideas for free, free products? Yeah. I've one that I'm noticing, and this is really kind of a problem across the board is People have a lot of reachability concerns or like reachability in that like I set something up and I can't connect to an external source. Like a good example is Mongo. There are tons of people want to use the Mern stack and you can't, you can self-host Mongo inside of Render, but like people are not up to that. And you don't have to, like you can just go to Atlas, MongoDB Atlas, pop an instance up, a free instance, and just get started with that. But there's all sorts of... Um, external solutions that people start up and then they can't connect to their instance uh, or their externally hosted stuff and they have all sorts of connection problems and that's hard it's hard for a bunch of reasons and one of the things i was thinking about was building a like basically a connection assault battery being like as long as you give me a username a password and a url i'll try different protocols i'll try different ports I, like I will just do all the different connection attempts in code and then report back on how it's going um, and give suggestions to say like, oh, how is this set? Like, or, oh, I'm not able to reach this. Did you specify your outgoing 
IP addresses on this thing and like trying to like, cause I have a collection of all of the services people say that they're using for their externally hosted things. So just taking that and then just building a test battery to be like, okay, here's what are all the different ways you can connect to Superbase? Okay, great. Let's just fucking do them all and report back on how we do. And then the solution to debugging external connections is a thing I can give you that you can just deploy and it will, it'll just do all of that for you. Okay. Um, yeah, otherwise that's really kind of it. There's a few people that are trying to deploy, like I've had to really prevent, hold myself back from doing this, but, uh, (laughs) people are, are asking questions, very esoteric questions of like, how do I host this on render? And it'll be like, how do I host HashiCorp vault? And I'm like, Oh, I would love (laughs) to try to make that work. But I, I've seen one person ask that question and it's like, okay, look, like no one is searching for this. I'll, I'll look, I'll write it down and I'll get to it. But the stuff that people are talking about, there's way more pressing stuff. Uh, people are way more interested in why their node apps won't start and things like that. But <laughs> on the upside though, I am accumulating a lot of credit on Stack Overflow because all I have to ask is, well, what node version are you running? And they're like, oh, that worked. <laughs> I do this like three times a day. Just like, yeah, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I think the takeaway here is I could keep doing this for a while, but it is a good question of like, where do you stop? What's the what's the mission? And I think shipping the free product is the mission. I will... there. So I have a kind of a content strategy in mind for this of just like one of the bigger pieces that I want to detail is the ultimate guide to the render free tier, because it's always the triad. People are always talking about render, fly.io, and railway app of just like, how do I host X? So what I want to do is put together a, like an ultimate teardown of the free tier, what you can and can't do with lots of keywords of like, you can host apps like this, you can host apps like this, um, and just really kind of boil it all down with a nice big thing in the free tier that says, you know, this is what happens to free tiers, but I have a keep alive tool that will keep it alive. And because like this question shows up so often about free tiers that like, I know I can generate traffic from this. Like that would, that would likely be the most helpful thing I could create. Um, It's just a high effort. Like that'll, that'll take me, that'll take me days to, to put together properly. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's a matter of, like I'm thinking I'll ship the free product, I'll have links to it everywhere, and then I'll finish the, I'll put together that ultimate guide, and then that'll point to the tool. And then I'll just go on a spree of sharing that everywhere and see if I can get people to click. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it might be all set up to just to keep on the back burner and let SEO do its thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I still have searches inside of Sifton. I have a bunch. So I'm happy to continue to monitor it and help out when I can. I've learned a lot and I've, I learn more every day, which is cool. So, yeah. And maybe someday I'll, <laughs> I'll be more aware of questions that people are asking or more senior people will ask more things. But yeah. Yeah. And if it does get good traffic eventually, like, yeah, you could just put ads on it or affiliate yeah. links or. Yeah, good point. Cool. Okay. So I have a direction then. I, I think this this exercise is coming to a close. I, I can see the I, I can see the end. Um unless so unless something changes, I'm I'm on the lookout for the next uh, for the next thing. Yeah. Cool. Cool.
I appreciate the insights. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks also for walking me off the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) All right. I'll let you go. We've been going, this is a bit of a long one, but it was a, but it was a beaut. Yeah. That's it. We have some catching up to do from our two months off. Yeah, seriously. From now on, we only have motion picture length podcast episodes. Exactly. Start up to something, the movie. (laughs) Cool. Uh, All right. I'm going to take off then, and I'll catch you in a couple weeks. All right. All right. See ya. Bye.